going to get in the Word of God today and uh, believe God with me that, that He'll give us revelation in, in areas that maybe we, you know, a lot of times we think we know something and we do, but we don't know everything there is. He's, his Word is infinite. He's an infinite God and He loves us. He's looking for things to teach us and show us to further us in the kingdom of God. Amen? As a church, as a body of Christ, and in the whole body of Christ, He's looking and... Uh, so believe God with me for utterance, and, and God's going to be good. It'll be good. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, I was looking, um, lots of people study differently. I'm, I'm a person who God will give me one word. Uh, you know, I'm like, God, what do you want me to study? What do you want me to teach on? He'll, he'll give me one word. And I kind of argued with him a little bit because I said, well, I got this. And I, got and, and, and I kept getting in my head on it. And, he, and finally, you know, I sat down and got quiet for a second. He said, you know how to hear from me. You know what I told you. And I'm like, and it wasn't that the subject was bad. This will be a fun subject to study on. It's just, you know, you, you, you have your plan and you have God's plan. And we want God's plan here at Faith Life Church. Amen. We want a word from God. And he had me look at unity, at unity in general. And, you know, we'd looked at that while we were on the Growing Up series and Brother Moore was teaching on it. And I didn't see the broadcast, but I'm sure he's, that, that was in there every time he taught. But you look at how things get accomplished and he started me, in fact, as we can open up, I've already got my notes out of order here. There we go, put them right back in order. But we can open up to uh, Acts 4. Amen. And we'll uh, start there. But, it, but it was, I was looking at the word one accord. And, you know, so often I had said that they did things in one accord. How many, they did things in one accord? Well, that's not what it says. It says they did things with one accord. You know, and I had never, you know, I'd always said that in, in one accord. Well, in one accord would be a, a, a position or a condition almost from with is like they used one accord as a tool. In other words, you said, how'd you do that? Well, what'd you, what'd you use to do that with? We used one accord. You know, how, how did you accomplish that goal as a church? We used one accord. And see, that's how, that's how God shows His people how to do things. That's the beginning of unity. To take, you know, you may not agree with everything I say, but you can get in one accord with me to accomplish a goal. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Right? We can be in one accord. Um, if you look at this, in, and we've studied this some in prayer because this, was, this is a great prayer study that we had. But in Acts 4, in verse 24... Acts 4.24. Not, and not that I'm correcting anybody that said in one accord, by the way. Don't, don't start off that way. We, we're, but it, with, with one accord explains so much to me. See, I'm, I'm, I'm a person that will see words like that and it will change the way I think about something. And I like to change the way I think. I like to have my mind renewed to different ways of thinking to bring me to a new place in the Word of God that I would not previously have been in because I'd have kept doing it this way and this way and this way with one accord made one accord new to me. It gave it new meaning. It showed me how it was a way of operating. One accord was a method of operating in the body of Christ. You think, wait a second, we read that in Malachi? He hadn't changed. So if it was a met, and, and this was the beginning of the church that's still going. Acts hasn't been finished, right? right. We're, we're part of the book of Acts. Right. We are the ongoing revelation of the book of Acts. But, but when I look at that, it changes and, and in my mind is renewed and it, and it allows me to go places that maybe I would not have been able to go had I not gotten that revelation of how it said that. Because I've always said in one accord, let's do it in one accord. And you know what? You can do it in one accord. But you can do it with one accord, with one accord. And you can use one accord as a tool to accomplish things as a church that you can't accomplish any other way, right? And if you read the book of Acts, and we won't go through the whole book of Acts, that's how they did things. That's how they accomplished things was with one accord. That was, and, and, and then you can take one accord and call it unity, and they accomplished things with unity, right? In verse 24 of Acts, it says... And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made the heavens, the earth and the sea and all that is in that is all that is in them. I'll get it out. They lifted up their voice. Notice it doesn't say their voices. 
right? Because when you're using one accord, you now become one voice, right? It didn't say they lifted up their voices to heaven. It said they lifted up their voice. And when, when you're using one accord, what, was be, what, was, what used to be many now becomes one. And that voice became real loud. It became real, it really in agreement. And it began to accomplish those things with one accord that it could not have accomplished any other way. Right? It couldn't have accomplished it in discord. You couldn't, it doesn't read. Well, they didn't really agree on how to do it, so they all prayed a different prayer. No. It doesn't say that. If it was, actually, it wouldn't have said that because that wouldn't have been in the book. That probably happened somewhere else and didn't make it, right? You know, it didn't make it into the, into the, any of these chapters because that would not, because nothing would have happened. You know, if, if you get no results, then you're not, you know, the only reason you would be in here is because to show people that you didn't get any results. But when you get results, when, when it's showing you how to do something, how to make something happen, causing things to happen, then they lifted up their voice. And as they lifted up their voice and used one accord, then things began to happen. Well, what happened? We can look at I don't have it. I don't have it cheated on my sheet of paper, so now I have to turn here, see? And all that is in them, verse 25, you spoke by your Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant David, our, our father David. Why do nations rage and peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and people. Am I in the right place? Yeah, I am. Amen. To uh, again, people in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, they did what what your power and your will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And they prayed. The place where they were. Meeting was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the Word of God boldly. They got just what they wanted. They just got just what they prayed about, didn't they? Yeah. Amen? Amen. And as you and as you read on, what happened is the things that they prayed about, the things that they agreed about. When they got in one place, if you even go to Acts two, just flip back there real quick. In Acts two, it started this way, and it even shows you it says they were in one place with one accord, right? They were in a place with one accord, right? It's, and it changes a little bit. It, it, it makes you think of it a little different way, and it gives you an idea of how we can begin to accomplish things with one accord. We can, we can take off from this point today, and we can say, we've got this meeting coming up. we got this meeting coming up. Let's use one accord to make sure that it's the greatest meeting that, could, that we could ever have in this place. Why? Because when we use one accord, we know it works, right? Yes. Yes. It's like when we pray at the beginning of, of service now. What are we praying for? We're praying that every member will do their job to the fullest so that we act as one to accomplish the same goal. Yes. That this service would bless, that people would be saved, set free, made whole, right? right. We pray in for unity in with one accord that these things will happen and every week they do we have testimonies every week of people that get healed people that get set free every week when we pray just like they prayed in, in four in verse in chapter four every week when we pray in one accord and have a service after we've prayed with one accord God shows up and he does exactly what he said he will do. Amen? Amen. So so what it changed in my think was this is a method of operating rather than some a place that you're in. Right? One accord. And so we think about that with in respect to unity now because as a church we are called to do so much. You know, we we haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg in this church or the church as a whole is what we're called to do in the earth, right? Not just in the United States of America, but in the earth. So because we're called to do those things, somebody comes up to you and says, well, how are you going to, do, how are you going to accomplish that? With one accord. With one accord. In Faith Life Church, how are we going to accomplish these things? 
with one accord, with unity. In, and we're going, to, we're going to unify. It doesn't mean you like the color of the curtains in my house. Right? You know, so many people have gotten, they, they've, they've legalized this thing to where, well, you know, I don't know that I agree with the, with the way David drives his car, you know. Well, that's, that doesn't have anything to do with unity until you take it into the church. Yes. Right? And then you look over at me during service and say, I can't get in agreement with him. I saw I drove his car today. You know? It, see what I'm saying? It, it, it does, but we don't have to. Well, that's not where we have to agree. You know, as Brother Moore said, the first thing we got to agree on, Jesus is Lord. Yes. Jesus is Lord. You don't, agree, you don't agree with that. That's, we, we're at a real stopping point right there. If you've got Jesus as Lord, you got to know Jesus to be born again. You know, those are things, those are where we're going to get into stopping points. But, you know, those things outside of this, that's where we let things in that will cause us to diminish the value of unity. Right? We don't want to diminish the value of unity. We want to use one accord. We want to use the power of unity that God put in place to accomplish the goal that Faith Life Church is to accomplish and to accomplish the goal that the church is to accomplish in the earth. And when, we, when that's accomplished, we'll all, we'll all be in one accord some, with one accord somewhere else in unity. Amen? Amen. And we'll be doing those things um, that God has called us to do but it's a it's a decision we make right when you say in one accord it no longer is it a decision you walked in you know you came in when you say with one accord now it's a decision you made to operate in that in that respect and and it's you know because a lot of times we like it as people to take the burden off ourselves and put it on god oh god i was in that place and we were in one accord and it didn't work no If, if we were in that place and we were with one accord, it worked. Period. And so we have to throw away these thoughts. We have to get rid of our traditional thinking. We have, and we have to allow the Word of God to tweak our thinking to take us to a new level of unity. Not just being in unity, but using that unity to accomplish God's goals in the earth. Amen? And, that, and that's what we're about, right? And so we make a decision today, everybody with me as we go through this, begin to make that decision to operate in this method with one accord, to use one accord as the tool that, you, that, that is supplied by God to use to, to clean the church. That's what they use. I've watched them. They're like a bunch of bees in one accord, and they, they descend on this place. Rob, Rob had it right there. That's what they look like, a bunch of bees. I mean, and one person's doing this job, and he's doing it excellent. Yes. One person's doing this job, and he's doing it excellent, and they're smiling. Yeah. You, know, there's, you know, I always told somebody, and no, we're not going to go there. We're not going there. We're not even going to go there. But, you know, it'd be like mowing your lawn and smiling. Some of you guys can do that, right? I said. Don't smile while I'm on my lawn. I have to have to grow up in that one. Believe God for someone to mow my lawn when I get one. Right now I got mud, so it's not really it's not hard at all. Right now I got a bunch of mud. Believe God to keep our deck clean right now. Amen, amen. But but they're but they're smiling and they're happy. What are they doing? They're using the power of one accord to accomplish a goal. That in an excellent way, that when it's done, it's perfect. I mean, we don't, we have, and we have people, and when it's done, it glorifies God. People come in and they say, wow, did you see the bathroom? Wow. Now see, I don't do, I I don't appreciate bathrooms like that, but I am, I appreciate people who do. Amen. You know, because praise God, somebody's out there appreciating. You know, I'm learning to appreciate lots of things because, you know, that it was, which is a perfect example of unity. Me and my wife got married, what, 23 years ago almost now? Almost 23 years ago. And when we got married, I was a very messy person. You know, I was. I, you know, I threw things here. I said, my, you know, my parents could tell you I probably wasn't the neatest person. I wasn't the messiest person. I wasn't a slob or anything, but I was very much. She was not. But by spending time with her, I now like neat and orderly, right? Because I, we've become in unity in these things. And now now it's it's a good thing, right? How do we go there? What, what did that have to do with cleaning the building? Amen? 
But that's the way that this church operates in all the service teams. The ushers, every one of them have a specific, you know, everybody says, well, you're just an usher, you ush. I don't know what you do. You know. But that's, that's not true. Every usher in here, every, yeah, you know, I don't know. You ush, right? But, but every person in here, every usher in here has a specific job. And, and, you know, unless you're an usher, you probably don't know that. But they have a specific spot, a specific job. They're called to a whole thing. They're to greet and, and love on people. Yes, number one. That, but that's what everybody's job in this church is, right? Yeah. Greet and love on people. That's what we do here. That we're in, we are with one accord in that, right? That, that's what we do. Amen. See, I'm trying not to walk fast this time. Last time I wore out the camera, guys. I'm walking slower. It's hard. It's difficult for me sometimes. But, but that, that's, that's our first goal. But the ushers, each and every one, have a position, they have a job, but they operate with one accord to accomplish those things. When we do communion, when we do anything, it's healing line. You know what? You gotta, you, I'll tell you what, you get Miss Phyllis in the healing line, you better be with one accord. Amen? Amen. Because, because there's gonna be, there's gonna be some movement, right? Because she'll do what the Lord tells her. The Lord says run. She'll be running, and, and we'll be catching. Amen? We'll, we'll be catching by the grace of God. Hallelujah. But, but those are the things. These teams are set up. and see. But these teams are set up as a part of a greater body. Right? The cleaning team and the usher team and the flower team, we are all working together to accomplish one goal. Right? And the end result of that goal is to glorify God, bring people to know Jesus Christ, people set free. When you come to know Jesus Christ, see, I want that all together. You know Jesus Christ, you're healed. You know Jesus Christ, you're prosperous. If you truly know Jesus Christ, you're all those things. It doesn't matter what you look like, that's what you are. Amen? But those are the goals we're to accomplish, and then we are only part of the church. Right? But to be our part is our first and foremost goal, right? To do what we're supposed to do and accomplish those things with one accord in unity, knowing that in unity we accomplish them to a level that glorifies God. Right? Lots of people accomplish things not in unity. Right? I remember we did a, a meeting, um, Back in 1999, actually, it was called our year recycled in 1999. We did a meeting, and we had five different ministries involved. And I can honestly say, unity was the least thing we had. <clears throat> it was the least thing we had. Everybody wanted their ministry to be seen. Everybody needed their ministry to be up front. Everybody needed their people here, that person there. And if my person can't run this, forget it. I'm mad. I'm getting out of here. And I mean, it was it was difficult from. A to B. But we accomplished it. And people were saved at that meeting. Now, were the number of people saved that could have been if we'd operated with one accord? No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that because I don't believe the number of people came because that spirit of unity was not there that, that invites people. You know, when you come into a place and there's peace, because in, in unity, there's peace, period. We're called to peace. So when there's unity, when there's that spirit of unity, when you walk into a church where the spirit of unity abides, there's a peace, and it's inviting, it's warm. You want to sit down. You know what? If the service does go two and a half hours, you don't squirm, right? Right. But if it does go long, it doesn't matter because you're in a place of peace, and it's okay. And you're also, you're looking around and you're saying, you know, I believe I could get answers here. I, be, I believe my life could change. These people have got a hold of something that, that I haven't seen. Right? And, and that's, that's the spirit of unity that we're talking about that brings us to a place with one accord where we begin accomplishing things that we would not accomplish perf- perfectly, excellently. Let's use the word excellently. Amen? Let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 12. God's good, isn't He? He helps us. He's helping us right now, showing us new things. He, he's taking us to different levels. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians 12, starting in verse 14. 
verse 14, um, starts talking about the body. You know, to me, one of the neatest things about the Word of God is that He always explains things with the physical. You know, it doesn't mean they don't affect the spiritual, by the way. That's right. Right? He's just explaining them with the physical. In verse, uh, well, we'll start in verse 12. It says, Now the body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ, for we are all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given to one spirit to drink. We were all given the one spirit to drink, excuse me. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. I'm stop right there. And see, that's, that's what we have to realize. There's, I mean, if you look at your own body, you know what? I've done, I've, I've done things like hit my, hit my, I shouldn't have a hammer in my hand because I can't even say it. But I've hit my hand, hit my thumb with a hammer and it hurt. And my, and my hand was hurting, and I didn't say, ooh, I don't want that hand anymore. I didn't just go cut my hand off. No, the other part of my body came over and started nursing that hand, first of all. You know, it holds it. It starts doing things for it, you know, trying to make it better. And, and of course, my mouth has to line up real quick, or it will make it worse, right? Yeah, yeah we got, I got corrected yesterday while driving, by the way. My, my, yes, but I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be saying... They're good drivers out here. Amen. But, and I'm one of them. One of many. One of many. But, but what we've got to realize is that our body, God, and that's when you just look at the human body, how God orchestrated everything within it to operate perfectly at, at a level, you know, it is, it, it, the human body still amazes scientists and doctors today because they can't fit. Why? Because it's God made it. You know what? You can't. You can take it down to your furthest level you want to scientifically, and ultimately, there's still going to be a place where you're at. Oof, that's 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 big. That's big. But what the human body does is it operates from A to Z exactly how it was designed to operate. And when it's doing that, it is operating at a perfect level, and it can accomplish things that are that are amazing. Right? It, when it's operating at that perfect level. Right? But every part has to be operating at that level. We can't just say, say your foot woke up one morning and it decided to go right and your other one decided to go left. You, 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 you'd do the splits real quick. That's what you do. And that would hurt. And you don't want to do that. But, you know, the thing is, is, is you want, you want your body, first of all, you're starting with the head, just like we decided. And your head, is who your body is submitting to at all times. When, you're, when your body's not submitting to your head, that's when things are going bad, right? That, that's when it's starting to do things. You know, you're like, I, I want my hand to do this, but it won't, right? And, th- and, that's, and that's a, that, there are situations such as that. But God can fix that too, amen? Because He designed that hand to follow the lead of the head, right? He designed the church the same way. He designed it with a head in place and for all the other parts to follow the lead of that head. And when we follow the lead of that head, we begin to do things and accomplish things that cannot be accomplished if you don't start by following that lead. Right? So you, you, so you started there and then you got down and, and, you know, the shoulders decided not to react with the neck today. Well, they're going to have to at some point, or you're going to look really good. You know, they're going to have, you're going to turn your shoulders to turn your head instead of turning your neck. You know, there's, there's all these parts, and we want them all to work together in unity. You start doing that by starting with the head. Amen? But then those body parts, they, as people in the church, we have to decide to operate in those, in those positions. Right? Because we are many individuals made up to accomplish one goal, and to become one body, right? So Satan is working all the time to get us to separate each other, separate things, just like I was talking about earlier. I don't like the way Dave drives, so I just don't know if I can listen to him speak in church today. Well, you know, forget about how I drove. I'm sorry, (laughs) you know, but let's bring it back. What are we here to accomplish today? We're here to grow as a church. Right? We're here to glorify God and to let others know how good He is. 
Amen? And we let him know how good he is, his word. It doesn't matter what part of his word. You know, people say, well, this is just about unity. Well, that people get saved listening to the unity. You can get healed listening to unity. A place was shaken when they were with one accord, and, and healing signs and wonders began to happen right there when they started with unity. Amen? So, so this is a starting point for the church as a whole that we don't want to get out of because we are bringing ourselves together. We're bringing a bunch of what used to be individuals together to form a unit, right? And as we form that unit to accomplish the goal set out for us, then we can't have any divisions among us, right? And, and, we can't, and we've, got, we've got to get rid of them. We've, we've got to refuse to let them in. Right? Because it's, that's an individual choice. Right? You can choose to let them in. And, and, and you've got to remember that every person that's supposed to be part of it is vital. Right? You know, because we, we forget that. I remember, and I know I've told this story before, but I remember I used to lift, still do at various times, but I used to lift often. And one time I, w- I went back to, to bench. And, and I didn't have, I was just warming up and I took the bar down and one arm went up and the other one didn't. And I mean, it would not. And I wasn't, I didn't have any weight on guys. I had no weight on, but it would not. One arm went up and the other one didn't. And I'm like, what is wrong? And I mean, I had to put them back both down and pull that thing off because I didn't have a spotter or nothing, you know, because I was tough. I didn't need a spotter. <clears throat> but, but. But, I, you know, I thought, man, my chest, must, something must be wrong with my chest. You know, I'm chilling. No, nothing wrong with my chest. Chest was fine. Chest is one of the strongest. It is the strongest muscle. Is that right, Dr. A, in the upper body? The strongest muscle in the upper body. Wasn't anything wrong with the chest. But there was a little muscle in my shoulder, small one, little guy, that I'd pulled, strained. And it wasn't working. And guess what? Without it, chest wasn't working. Ooh, so now... The biggest muscle in the, in the whole body is not working, or the, the strongest muscle in the upper body is not working because of one little bitty muscle that's not, not in its place, not doing what it's designed to do. Right. right? And so, see, the one thing we can't do, every member is necessary no matter what you do. You can't, as a member, okay, you can't say, well, oh, you know, I won't go to church today. All I really do is get the water out. You know, that's, well, that's an important thing. You know, I mean... I may drink some of that water later. But the thing is, is, is if you devalue that, then you don't do it, first of all, and then it doesn't get done. It's something else that somebody else, you know, eventually what will happen is if everybody starts deciding that, the next thing you know, you're walking on your hands because the feet decided not to show up that day because they just didn't feel like they were important enough. Right? Every member has value no matter what they do, no matter what their part is. Don't think of your part too little and don't think your part's so big. Right? right? Because your big part without your little part ain't going to work. Is that good English? It is here, it is here in Branson, ain't it? But, but it ain't. And that's what we have to realize. It's not it, how it works, how we are going to accomplish this goal is with one accord. With one accord requires every part to be in its place the way it is to be placed. You can't say, well, I'm a hand, I want to be the neck today. Well, a hand's going to look funny right here, i got to tell you. And it's not going to work. It's not designed to be a neck. Right? And, and you can't operate in perfect unity with the parts out of place. Amen? Anybody ever, anybody ever had a water pump go out on their car? It'll work for a little while, won't it? For a really short while. Your engine will still run. And it will accomplish the goal, what you set out to do, for a while. For a really short while. Right? But then, without that water pump working the way it's designed to work, in the position, you can't go out and put it where the carburetor is supposed to be. won't work. Right? All you, everybody here is, yes, stay with me. I'll use another analogy next. But... But it won't work in that position. And if it's not working even in its position, if it decides, you know what, I'm just a water pump. You know, I, want, I wanted to be a carburetor all my life, and all I am, I'm a water pump. I'm not going to do it. I quit. You know, that's, I'm not going today. Then guess what? Because of its poor decision, carburetor don't mean anything. 
because you're going to get so far down the road and it's all going to stop. Right? You know, you could use the spark plug. You could use whatever, you know, spark plug, you could operate for years at a, at a low level without the spark plug working right. Right? You could, uh, how many people have done that in their own lives? Operated for years at a level that they, that they could have, you know, well, all you had to do is change that spark plug right there and you could have been getting 17 miles a gallon instead of the eight you were getting. Right? Right? Everybody with me on this? I mean, the point being is you can't operate in the body of Christ, in your body, in this body, in the body, to the level that God's put you in if you are not going to be the part you're supposed to be. And you're not going to help this body. I remember one time somebody came up to me and said, you know, I think it would be better off for me if I stepped down from this position for a little while. And uh, because I've got some stuff going on. And I said, well, I said, now, is that going to help the service or is it going to hurt the service? Is that going to help Brother Moore, Mrs. Moore? Is that going to hurt Brother Moore, Mrs. Moore, and the, and the accomplishment of the goals that we're set out to do? Put in perspective, no, you're right. They went right back to doing what they were called to do, and they are a big help. Amen? And so, but see, that's, that's the way we have to start looking at things. When we belittle and devalue our position in the body, then we take, then we don't just take away from us. And see, that's what you, that's selfish thinking to devalue your position in the body. Amen. It's selfish thinking and it's little small thinking. And, and it's no different. You know, people say, oh, he's high minded. He thinks he's everything. He's, it's no different. It's the same problem. They're both selfish and they're both only thinking of themselves. Right? right? right. And, and, they, and when you're, when you're thinking of self, you can't possibly be using with, with one accord. Right? You can't possibly be, you can't be in unity because you're thinking of you. Right? Now, no one in here has done that but me. But that's why I can tell you. Alright? So, so I, I can tell you that. And it's important that we get this in our head. You know, you know, there's, there's people, you know, there's somebody out there right now, he's, he's saying, you know what? You don't know what they did to me. You don't, you don't know what happened. I, I have the right to not, not, feel, not feel loved, not feel used. You don't know. Well, I know that it's a choice. I know that it's a choice. And I may not know, but I know that it's a choice. And God's called us to unity. fact is, look in 1 Corinthians 1. You know, I know there's been times, you remember, I, I didn't grow up under this ministry either. There's been times where I've been asked to do something or told I didn't do something the way I probably could have done it to the best of my and my flesh is like, well, I did my best work. <laughs> you know? And I wanted to go off and cry. But I didn't. I said, you know what? I probably didn't. You know what? God put me in this part of the body. If the head says I didn't do it right, guess who, guess who is going to submit? Not the head. That's right? Right? I'm not only going to submit because I want God to accomplish through Faith Life Church what God's got to accomplish, what He's got for us to accomplish. I have to have a greater mission than my own. Right? And so I'm going to refuse to, to allow myself, what's that, what they call it, stinking thinking. Because that's what that is. Yeah, because it's, it, it was all about you at that point. And, and so... You know, what I do is I, I buck up little camper. And I go out and I say, yeah, you, you know what? I'm going to do it right the next time. And you know what? I'm going to pray ahead next time to see, to see if I can't eliminate that part of the body even having to tell me because that was one extra thing they now had to do that if I could pray ahead, they don't have to do it now. Right? So, so you, I took it to a whole different level instead of just saying, well, yeah, I'll just change that. I said, well, not only will I change it, I'm going to try and find, find a way to make sure that doesn't happen again. Right. Not in that situation, but in the next situation. Because I'm, I'm, I'm coming up. Yes. Right? I'm yes. coming up. And our church is coming up. Yes. Amen? Yes. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 10. This is how important it was. Paul said, now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you. I mean, that's pretty strong. I beseech you, brethren, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you, that you, that you speak the same thing and that there be no divisions. 
but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Why was he... he you think he's just saying that because he, he needed to fill the 10th tenth, the tenth verse slot? No, because it wasn't written in verses. He said it because it's important. It's very important for us to operate... Because if we don't operate at this level, if we allow ourselves to have a divisions among us, you know, if we allow ourselves to say, well, I'm not going to serve because I was supposed to have that position and they got it. So, you know what? And what's that? Competitive jealousy? Is that? There's a book out on that. But that's what it is. You know, they say, well, you know, I'm trying to get here, so I may start here, but I'm only starting here so that I can work to there. No, you start where you are. Let God promote you. He's the promoter. You know what? If, if, if I'm supposed to be at the bottom of the, wherever it is, if it, you know what? That's where I want to be. Amen. The worst day in God's will is still the best day of your life. Right? Because there's no such thing as the worst day in God's will. There's no such thing. And so, and but people say, I'll be here if it's God's will and I'm not going to like it. Well, no. Get, get happy. Get willing. And be the part you're supposed to be. Right? That's what we want to do. That's how we accomplish the goal. That's how we remove divisions from among us because we don't start thinking. When, don't, when you have, start divisions, it's, what's the word mean? Two visions. Division. So what, what happens if there's divisions among you? You got a different vision than the vision from the top. Right? So if you, if you got division, then you got too many visions. Your double vision, first of all, you're cross-eyed, and you don't want to do. <laughs> That's what you are. You're seeing two of everything, and you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, doing the wrong thing the wrong way, and it ain't working, and it's hard. Anybody ever done anything, and it's just hard? And you're thinking, well, I thought I was doing the right thing. And then you go, God, am I doing the right thing? He said, no, not at all. It's not what I told you to do at all. And you're like, oh. And then you get back to that decision time again. Oh, that can't be God. I know. I, I couldn't have missed it. Well. Check it out. Check it out. We could miss it. But it's important. I beseech you, brother, that there be no divisions among you. Let's make sure that we determine in ourselves not to allow it. Not to allow it. You know what? It, it, I, that story Brother Moore tells about the, the God telling him to go to those, those uh, individuals and tell them something God told him to tell them. And they got upset about it, right? And I'm not going to tell the story exactly right, so we're not going to put any quotations around it. But then they got mad, and, and Brother Moore's like, yeah, but I did exactly what you told me to do, God, right? But he was big enough to ask. He, he had to be able to hear, because sometimes we'll quit hearing, right? We won't even ask God again. We'll quit hearing right there. I did exactly what God told me to do, face to the wall. Forget it. I'm right, you're wrong, forever and ever. Right? Stick out your tongue, stomp your feet. Isn't that the next thing? But no, you you got to be big enough to say, you know what, maybe I messed up. Maybe I, maybe I messed up. Maybe I, you know, God says, what God tell, asked him, he said, could you have done it in more love? You know, because there another way. And yeah, yeah was the answer. And because of yeah, it got fixed. Why? Because there wasn't refusal not to. Just because they thought they'd had a word from Lord. And he did say exactly what God told him to. He just, there's always, you know, sometimes, you know, we can speak through, God said speak, speak the truth, right? But he said speak the truth in love. You know, sometimes God's told me to go, you know, go tell them that. And without thinking, I'll go tell somebody something. And I look over and I, oh, I left love in the seat. Doggone it, I should have brought love with me. You know? No, take, take that love with you because you're going to need it, right? And when you take that love with you, you're able to accomplish things. Why? Because love, in love, there's unity, Amen. right? Amen. And so in love, you're beginning to do things the way God's called you to do them. And when you do them that way, they're easier to receive, right? Yes. Easy to receive something given in love. Very difficult to receive something just given, yes. right? Amen. Everybody still with me? It's good. God's helping us. Amen. Amen. Um, The one thing that 
why it's so important that there be no divisions, that we just don't allow. You know, one thing that always confused me, when I first came, started teaching, I had uh, Bible studies, and I had a, and I had a Sunday school class, and, and it got pretty large, and I started teaching some stuff that people didn't agree with. You know, they, I won't say that where, doesn't matter where, just people didn't agree with it. You know, and they would get mad at me, and Kim didn't like that at all. She don't like people getting mad, so don't get mad at me. I'll sicker on you. <laughs> but, but you know, in me, because of where I was, because of where I was, I'd say, you know, if they don't like it, they don't have to come. Wrong. Wrong attitude. Wrong, wrong sentence. Wrong word. Big baby Dave. Right? You know what? I'm going to teach this, and if they don't like it, that's just tough. You know, well, that's just sad. That's what that is. And, and I didn't even know it then and still didn't know it for several years. Came to this church, started helping. People, people would be upset about one thing or another. Ms. Phyllis would say, well, you know, we need, to, we need to try to fix that. We need to go out and see what we can do about that. I'm like, why? I'm so, I'm, I'm, and I'm being honest, guys. I'd say, why? You know, in me, in Dave, I'm thinking, you know what? We, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm thinking just like Brother Moore could have thought and didn't. You know what? We, we did, we're, we're not in the wrong here. What, what are we doing? You know what? And she, no, we got to fix that. Why? Every part's important. Yes. Every part is important. Yes. It's called here, and we're to care for it. We're to care. It's to care. You're to care for me. I'm to care for you. Yes. Every part is important. There's no such thing as an expendable person. Right. No such thing. That's like saying, that'd be like saying, you know what? They, they could. You know what? If they don't get saved and go to hell, you know, that, I can't even say that, guys. I'm sorry. I can't even use that as an analogy because it is a big deal. It's a huge deal if somebody doesn't get saved and goes to hell. It's huge. And, and as a Christian with the love of God in us, we can't say it. We can't say it. I would seriously question my Christianity if I could say it. And I definitely can question the hardness of my heart. Right? But that's, we have to take that to a different level. It's that important that every part stays in its place. If they're called to Faith Life Church, to this body of believers, we want them in their place. We want them doing what they're called to do because only they can do it the way God's called it to be done. Why? Because He called them. Right? Now, He'll have grace and He'll grace people. He's graced me to do things. He's gracing me right now. But he's graced me to do things that, you know what, if somebody would, have, you know, I know when, I know that I know when they first said go to the hospital. I was like, because I told everyone, mom, dad, everyone that ever asked, I, you know what, I'll do anything, but I'm not going to hospitals. You know, I can't, hospitals and funerals, I can't, sorry. <laughs> first thing I started doing. First thing. And he graced me to do them. Right? And still graces me to do them at times because it's the part that he set me in. Right? Now, I'm, I'm believing for promotion for other parts. But I'm believing God. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be at this time. Amen? And, and I'll be there every time that I'm supposed to be there. And I'll be there in the grace of God doing it with one accord with this body. But when I go to the hospital, you guys go to the hospital. You know? You do. You know, it's not, it's not one person doing it. If I do it, you do it. When Brother Moore goes and teaches somewhere, that's what we talk about on Wednesday nights before we pray. We're there with him. We prayed. Right? We prayed. We believed together. We're there with him. If somebody gets saved, we're rejoicing with him. If somebody gets healed, we're rejoicing with him. When we go to, when we all get to heaven and we're standing there, they're going to say, man, you were in Delaware and the person got healed. And I said, I was never there. And they go, oh yeah, you were. You prayed. Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. And we'll be there. Because if one part is there, they're all there. Doesn't, right? The, the big muscle might have been there, but the little muscles were working to help him accomplish that goal. Right? So he could get that weight off his chest. Amen? Didn't mean the muscle didn't work. It means that we all work together to accomplish the goal. Amen? But when one part hurts, we all hurt. And we all do just what happened when I, try, when I hit my thumb with the hammer. We go, you know, things start happening inside you when you hurt yourself. 
You know what? They do. They start having, your body starts trying to heal itself. Your body was not created to be hurt, to be sick, to die. It was not created for those things. And the minute those things start happening, your body works to fix itself. Right? You know, sickness, um, the flu symptoms are not sickness. They're, they're not symptoms of sickness. They're your body fighting off the sickness. When you get a sore throat, it's your body fighting off the enemy. Right? And so your body was, and the body should be created. I mean, if something comes in, it's not right. Man, things should start going into place to react to different situations, to bring that person, that part, back into restoration, back into full working capacity to accomplish the, the, the top goal. Right? And we should all care. Right? We, and that, you can't care without love. Right? 1 Corinthians 12, back back to 12. Thank you, Lord. He's good to us, isn't He? First Corinthians 12, verse 25. That there should be no schism in the body but that the members should have the same care one for another. You know, it'd be like, it'd be like saying, well, it's just a little finger, let's just get rid of it. No. You, I don't want any part. Of, is, there, is anybody in here who says, I, you know, take that part? No. That's not your desire. That's not your desire. In the church, that's the way we've got to be. No, 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 no. That's an important part. I love that part. I love that part with all my heart. I love that part, and God loves that part. And because God loves that part, I love it even more. And it just became even more important to me because God loves that part. You know, I can limit a lot of things that I do if I'll just look at the things God likes. You know, we talked about that in prayer on Wednesday nights. You know, you don't need a lot of reasons to pray for the nation other than God said do it. And you can look at all there. You can read on and find reasons. There's, there's several reasons there. But what do you need beyond... God, God said it. You know, we were talking this this uh, this week, and I was saying, what if it said, "Give because it makes God happy," instead of "Give and it and shall be given unto you." Pressed down. You know, what if it just said, "Give because it makes God happy"? Would you still give? That's the way you got to be, because the and always follows it. We won't get on that message, because give and it shall be, and is his, and that's his part. All our part is give because it makes God happy. Amen. Amen. It does make God happy. Because he's able to bless us. And blessing us makes God happy. I know. i got a daughter. Blessing her makes me happy. And when I can't bless her, it does not make me happy. I want to. And there's times where I can't. The blessing's there. Just can't get it to her. Okay, let's get up. We're not. We'll go back to where we were. Amen? But, I, but, but, but we can limit a lot of the things we do just by that. Say, well, you know, what's my reason for it? It makes God happy. Okay. Okay. There you go. He'll do his part, be guaranteed. We don't need to keep going over his part. Right? He'll do it. He's trustworthy. He's faithful. Got all the ability. And says he will. Need any more than that? I'm good. Amen. Amen. I'm good. That there should be no schisms in the body, but that that the members should have the same care. Same care. Right? Okay? What if one of the great parts came and said, forget it. You know, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, I don't, I don't like the way it's going. I'm not using any name, just one of the greater parts. You know, here, I'll use the name. What if Wayne Dixon came up tomorrow and he said, you know what? I'm not going to be the leader of the ushers anymore. Don't like it. Don't like the people. Done. I've, I've been hurt. I quit. I quit. You know, there'd be a lot of people go, ooh. They, they, you know, I'd, I'd get questions at the top the next week. They'd say, where's Wayne? What happened to Wayne? Where, where's Wayne at? Right? But then if somebody down at the bottom of the parking lot that parked the last car was gone, harder to see, but just important. Right? Just as important. And, and you know what? We can't catch everything. So you guys help us. Help me and Nancy. We can't catch them all. You know, we try. We try to call people when they're missing. We try to keep, help us out. Amen? Amen? It's one of the ushers' jobs, again, by the way, to kind of watch people that aren't showing up. Amen? We don't. Brother Moore said it last week. You might be gone, but it's not okay. It's not okay with him. That's right. 
He's not, he's not trying to get rid of people. He's not trying to offend people out of here. He's trying to teach the Word to change our lives, to bring us to another level, to unify the body of Christ, to accomplish the goal of Faith Life Church and the, and the church in the world. Amen? It's not okay. And see, that's what I had to learn. I had to learn that. Right? Because most churches aren't like that. Oh, they left? Okay. You know, I guess we'll find somebody else to do their job. You can't. My leg's gone. I guess I'll find another one. You can't find another leg. Your leg was the one that did it. It was the one God put there. It's, it's that important. It's that important that we walk in that level of love to create that unity to bring people to accomplish these things with one accord. It's that important. Right? And when we treat it with that kind of value, that we will start seeing even greater things than we've even seen. Right? This church is amazing. I've learned things by watching the unity in this church that I couldn't have learned other places because God set me here. I couldn't have learned it other places because I'd have been in the wrong place, right? I wouldn't have been doing what God called me to do. But, but we can grow, right? When, you, when you're done growing, you, you got it all, I guess. I think you're raptured by yourself or something at that point. I don't know, I don't know what happens, right? We're not done growing. I'm not done growing. Hope not. Whew. Whew. No, because I enjoy growing, not because not I'm scared of who I am. You know, I enjoy growing. I enjoy going to the next level. I enjoy seeing that it's important for me to love each and every person that is part of this body of Christ. That it is important for us to love each other. And important, that it is so important, number one, go back to your number one reason, because it helps God accomplish His goal in the earth. Number one reason. Number two reason is because you got this love in you, what are you going to do with it? It's shed abroad in your heart through the Holy Ghost. What are you going to do with it? Right? Why do you think He gave it to us? So we could hold it? No. Love is a gift to give. It's, it, it's there to use. It's a, it is the most powerful. It created the universe. It created you. It created me. It is all powerful. It is God. Right? And it's in us. And if it is in us, then we have the ability to eliminate division, to heal schisms, to to get rid of things that are causing us not to be able to operate at the capacity that God has willed us to operate. Amen? Amen. Not just in this body, in the earth. In the earth. Guess what? You could walk up as a part of the church to another part of the church that goes to a totally different church. And because you're all part of the same church, you guys can operate in authority together. Right? We can't have schisms here. We can't have schisms there. Right? We don't want schisms anywhere. We're not going to talk about any denomination. We're not going to talk, we're not going to hold our denomination. We don't have it in whatever we would be called. Yeah. We're not going to hold ours above somebody. We're not going to say, well, you know what, if you don't believe this way, then forget you, go off and form your own little thing. And no, that's a schism. That's a schism. I don't, you know, call it what you want. If it's dividing the body of Christ as a whole, it's a schism. Right? We love and care for every part of the body. If something happens in this part of the church, doesn't matter if it's our church or not, but it's this part of the church, we pray. We don't say, well, you know, that, that, was, that was those word of faith people. You know, they're crazy anyway. There's not much we can do for them. You know, we don't say that. We pray. We don't say, ah, that's, you know, they're Baptists. It's because of what they believe. No. No. No, 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 no. We pray. We say, ooh, that's an arm. It's hurting. What can we do to help? Right? What can we do to help? Ooh, that's a foot. Let's pray over that. That we rather be healed? Amen? Right? That we get rid of the divisions, that we get rid of the strife? Amen? Find a reason not to be offended. Right? I can give you one. You don't have the right. Jesus died for you. Period. You don't have the right to be offended. And people say, oh, you don't know. No, I do. If you said that, you went one step too far. I don't have the right. You don't have the right. We don't have the right. We, I, I won't afford myself the opportunity. 
right? We can't afford ourselves the opportunity. If you don't like something I did, forgive me, please. I'm asking ahead of time, right? Asking ahead of time. I'm just guessing at some point in my life, maybe I'll do something that somebody doesn't like. Or I won't accomplish something the way somebody thought I should. Forgive me. Amen? Amen. Care for me. Take care of me. Amen? Amen. Which person's expendable? None. What part of the body can we do without? None. You know, I had my appendix out when I was young, five or six, I think. Really young. And, And my daughters asked me, she goes, well, don't you need it? And I'm like, well, I don't guess so. Well, you know, you must. You know, I guess you can do without it, but you must. In the body of Christ, let's not be even willing to give up the appendix. Not even the tonsil. Okay? Let's get so hard line about this that if it was in the body, it's a good part and it's got a job to do. Right? Right. Now, thank God I've operated all these years without it. And that's great. But you know what? We want to operate at the highest level we can. Right? At the highest level we can is with all our parts in place. Amen. 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 Offended parts. If you know an offended part, let's let's love on it. Let's let's get it back in. If you are an offended part, we love you. We're sorry. Amen. Then that's what that's what Faith Life Church does. Yes. Right? Yes. We 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 want to restore. Amen. Yes. Still in First Corinthians twelve. Yes. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12, this is how God lined up the body in verse 28. He said, He has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. You know what? You don't, do you think people have the idea of how much is just helps? Right? Can you imagine this church today without all the helps? Good land. Well, I just wouldn't be standing. I mean, you you can't. I never knew what it took just to put one church service on. One, right? To do it excellently. Let's put it that way. Any, anybody can throw something together, say come and stand up here and maybe talk about something for an hour. But to do it excellently, it takes helps. It takes helps. It takes somebody saying, parking lot? Praise God, I'm there. What, what? Clean a stool? You know what? I saw a guy clean, and, and, you know, I'm not saying it, but I thought, what a blessing. He was cleaning a stool that had overflowed, a toilet stool that had overflowed. You know, it may not be the nicest thing to talk about in TV or in the auditorium. But man, praise, praise God. God for that part. Yes. Hallelujah. I mean, what, what, what's Brother Moore going to do? Stop preaching and we're going to call him on the you got to stop. we got a toilet stopped up in the men's bathroom. No. No. I mean, when they came here, that's what they thought. You, well, I'll take one side, you take, you know, the moors were all there was. But now there's helps. There's helps. I'm helps. You're helps. We're helps. We, that is a huge part of the body. Right? And, and we are that part. And, yeah, we may perform. There's many of these other parts in there. There's many of them. But a huge part of this is made up by those helps. And to, to make this thing run efficiently in the way it's designed to run, we're going to need every one of those. Yes. Amen? Yes. And, and we're going to be helps. Right? right. Amen. You guys still here? Yes. Don't leave me. Nope. Don't leave me. Do you realize that every time we operate in any capacity with one accord, we get the desired end result that God desired? Yes. Right? You may have had a desire for the desired end. He's got a desire. And when we operate with one accord, the end result is His desire being accomplished. What a good deal. If what we do today, at the end of it, we can say, God's will, God's desire was accomplished today. I'm going to smile. You're going to smile with me? We're going to smile. We're going to leave here. God's desire was accomplished today. I had a football coach in high school. And he, he showed us one time when we were drawing plays and he was mad because we hadn't done something right. And he said, every play that is designed in this playbook is designed to score a touchdown. 
And he showed you. You know, you go, if you block this one, you block this one, you do this one, you do this one. Every play is designed to score a touchdown. It's true in every team that's ever basketball, same way. Every, every play they have is designed to score a goal. Right? If every part is in place. What if you only have nine guys? Well, there's two parts missing. And, and they're not going to do their job. You're not going to re- reach the desired end result. You may get part of the way there. But you will not reach the desired end result. When all the parts are in place, doing what they're called to do, we accomplish God's desires. And when we accomplish God's desires, we're doing those things that he called Faith Life Church to do and the body of Christ to do. Amen? Amen. How are we going to do it? You know, there's this little number in between chapter 12 and chapter 13. Take it out. Take it out. Everything you just read in chapter 12 is how are you going to do it? You're going to do it in love. Right? That's the only way you're going to do it. If you don't operate in love, you're thinking wrong. Right? You can't think right outside of love. It's not possible. You might think okay, but you're not going to think right. We think in love. What's it say? If you, if you even look at the first of it. If I speak in tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I'm not doing my part. Call it a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal, or not doing my part. Right? I'm in place, but I'm not doing anything. And what I am doing has so little value because I'm not doing it in love. We can do all things in love. We don't even have, we don't even have a... We have that love in us. It's not even hard if we allow ourselves purpose in our hearts. That's what we're doing. Right? Right. I'm operating in the love of God in each and every situation, no matter what. I don't care what I thought I heard in my head. I don't care what my head thinks that it's offended. I don't care anything about that. I'm operating in love. I'm going to a higher level. I want the body to operate and accomplish those things because in love is with one accord. Right? If you, you can't go with, you can't use your with one accord tool without love. Like if you walk out in, over to your with one accord tool and you say, oh, I'm going to use this and then you know you're not in love, it'll like, uh, it'll shock your hand or something. I don't know. It won't work. You'll, you'll try to start it up. It won't work. Why? Because you're not with one accord. You got to be in love to be with one accord, to use, to operate in that level. You have to be operating in the love of God. Amen. 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 If I have the gift of prophecy, fathom all mysteries. All knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, if I'm not operating them within the bounds of love, you know, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, but that's that's what it's saying, guys. If I if I'm if I'm using them wrong, then their value is nothing, right? And they won't cause the body to work together the way it's designed to work. Why? Because I'm using my faith just for me. My faith, just for me. God gave me my faith just so I could have whatever I want. I'm Dave. I can have it. That's why God gave me my faith. If I want to move a mountain, I will move a mountain. If you don't like it, nanny, nanny, boo-boo. Right? Is that how we get if we're out of love? Right? That's how we get. That's how we get. Amen? <laughs> Amaze what I'd say, aren't you? <laughs> if I give, if I'm a giver, you can't give. You're not a giver if you're not giving in love. You're either a trader, you're doing a barter system of some sort, or or you're a, you're, you're a taker. You're, doing, you're not giving. Giving and love are like this. And you can't give, truly give, outside the realm of love. It is not possible. For God so loved the world, He gave. Because He loved, He gave. Right? It doesn't say for God so loved the world that He traded. You know, that's what people think. They say, well, Jesus, the, the Jesus was trade for me. No, He didn't trade. He got them both. Right? He, he didn't lose Jesus. He gained us. Right? It was a gift given in love and it accomplished 
everything that it was set out to accomplish. When Jesus came to this earth, died on the cross, went to hell, paid the full price for all our sins, He accomplished in love everything that He was sent to accomplish. Amen? And, and not one thing was missing, was it? He didn't, he didn't miss you or me. He didn't miss one person in the world. The blood covers everyone. Right? That's what it accomplished. And in love, we can accomplish all things. You know what? We used to do this. We talked about this in Bible study several years ago. But, and Brother Copeland, I think, talked about it one time. You can put God's name wherever love is. You can put God is patient. You can put your name wherever love is. We wake up in the morning. We just say, look in the mirror. Dave is patient. Dave is kind. Dave does not envy. Dave, he's, he doesn't boast and he's not proud. Dave's not rude. He's not self-seeking. He's not easily angered. Dave keeps no record of wrongs. Amen. There went offense. I don't keep, if you don't keep records of wrong, you can't be offended. It's an impossibility to be offended without keeping record of a wrong. Because if you don't keep record, you forgot, right? You know, if you keep record, then you say, well, wait a second, I was offended about something. Where's that record? Let me look at that. Oh, yeah, that's it. Okay. Let's be offended now. Okay. No. No? Yeah, keep no record. Dave does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Yes, amen. Right? Dave always protects. He always trusts. Dave always hopes. Dave always preserves. Dave never fails. Yes. Why? Because... Dave did all those things. It's an impossibility for Dave to fail in love. It's an impossibility for the church, Faith Life Church, the church, the body of Christ, to fail when they operate in love within themselves, accomplishing those things with one accord that they're called to do, right? Without fail, we will accomplish it in love. Amen? Amen. And we'll accomplish it together. Amen. And we'll have fun doing it. Fun in church. Accomplish all our goals. What happens when the big meetings come up? They're great. They're just like the small meetings. Why? Because we're all operating at all times at at the highest capacity that we can operate because we desire what God desires. And what God desires is us working together as one to fulfill His mission in and through Faith Life Church and in the world through the body of Christ. Amen. People being saved, people being set free, healed, delivered, happy. You guys smiling? Happy. Happy people. We're happy. Everybody happy? I'm happy. I'm happy because God's desire is being fulfilled. Amen? Stand to your feet with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Just thank Him for His goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glory. Glory. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. We love you. We praise you because you are faithful and good to us. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you.